When you pray, God listens. When you listen, God talks. When you believe, God works. Welcome to the Christian Minute Podcast brought to you by Lighthouse SDA. We hope to share the loving God which we have come to know. We invite you to follow this podcast and stay tuned for our future episodes. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Minute Podcast. I am excited to be joining you guys once again and allowing us to be able to meditate on the Word of God and learn a little bit new every single episode. Before we begin today, I want to remind you once again, follow us on social media so you can stay connected with us. You can stay in the loop with any updates that we have. Every Saturday, we are streaming at 11.15, so we invite you to follow us on our Facebook if you're not following us yet. Once again, that is Lighthouse SDA on Facebook and Instagram. Every Saturday at 11.15, we have awesome sermons that are being live streamed during that day, as well with some worship music, just something to keep us connected to God. Um, As well, follow us on YouTube, Lighthouse Lynn, and don't forget to follow the Instagram page for the podcast. If you have any questions, if you want to just let us know that we're doing a good job or anything that you want us to know, reach out to us, a Christian Minute podcast on Instagram as well. All right, so before we begin today's topic, if I sound a little different, is because I don't have the setup I usually have with a microphone and everything. I'm currently in the process of moving to a new place, so just bear with me. Um, I'll try to make sure that this sounds as best and as clear as possible. But today, we are going to be talking about a topic that I believe a lot of people have asked themselves at one point in their lives. Something that, you know, maybe even crosses our minds uh, on a daily basis or we know people that have asked themselves this question. And the question is, why is God not answering my prayers? So I want you to think, what is your stance on this? Do you believe that God doesn't answer prayers? Do you believe that God isn't answering your prayers? I know that a lot of times we pray for many things and we always say, if it is your will, Lord. But what does that mean? Does that mean that we understand when we don't get an an answer from God? I want to first bow our heads and have a small prayer so that God is able to speak to us today in regards to this topic so that we are able to understand what it is he wants us to learn today. So let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for life. I thank you because every day you give us the ability to open our eyes once again. You allow us to breathe air and you allow us, Lord, to continue to live. And I am thankful for that. I ask that in this moment you speak to us, that you allow our minds to be open and reflective and that whatever it is that we learn today together, Father, we can apply to our daily lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so 
Why is God not answering my prayers? I want us to take a look uh, very quickly um, our first text, which is found in 1 John chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. Again, you can pause the podcast so you can look at the scripture. Uh, you can look up the scripture yourself as well. I believe that being able to open the Bible and reading it with your own eyes is very is very effective to learning and also you know it's just good to open our bible it's good to know how to use the bible to to physically be able to touch it and read it Um, so once again first john chapter 3 verse 21 and 22 and it says dear friends if our hearts do not condemn us we have confidence before god and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him So there's a little story I want to tell, and the story goes on like this. It says there was a man who took his little six-year-old boy fishing with him one day, and they put out the line, and then they went up to the cabin. After an hour, they went back down to the river to see if they had caught anything. And sure enough, there were several fish on the line. The boy said, I knew there would be, Daddy. And the father asked, well, how did you know that we were going to have fish? And he replied, because I prayed about it. So they baited the hooks once again and put out the line and went back to the cabin for supper. Afterward, they went back to the river again. There were fish on the line once again, tons of fish on the line. And the little boy repeated again, I knew it. And the father said, but how? And the little boy once again replied, I prayed again. So they put the line back into the river and went to the cabin. Before bedtime, they went down one more time. And this time, there were no fish. The child said, I knew there wouldn't be any fish. And the father asked, well, how did you know? And the little boy replied, because I didn't pray this time. And the father asked, and why didn't you pray? And the boy said, because I remembered that we forgot to bait the hooks. So I believe that the dilemma we are facing is just simply the fact that we don't really believe that God answers our prayers. We believe he will answer someone else's prayers, but not ours. The little boy was praying confidently because he knew they had done the baiting the hooks part. However, when they didn't bait the hooks, he didn't pray because simply he just lacked faith that God would still provide a blessing, even though there was no bait on the hooks. So we believe that he will answer someone else's prayers, but sometimes we don't believe that he will answer ours. What we don't seem to understand is that God can respond to prayer in four ways. Now, pay attention right here. First, he can say yes or he can say no. Right. Very simple. Yes or no. The third option is he can say wait or he can refuse to respond at all. And yes, we can handle any of these. No is not so easy to handle, but we can accept God's divine will and know that in his love, he will not give us anything that he knows will hurt us. The waiting one is a little harder. We tend to want what we want now. We never want it later. We never want it tomorrow, next year, whatever it is. We don't want to wait and we want it now. But there are certain conditions in which God will not answer our prayers. And according to John, uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, 
that we read at the beginning, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. A guaranteed answer to prayer is dependent upon the condition of the heart. Only when we have a right relationship with God, when we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, will he fulfill his promise to answer us. It is conceivable, therefore, that he will refuse to answer, holding back his intended blessings. If there are problems in our spiritual relationship, if we feel that God is ignoring us, then maybe we simply need to look inward to find the problem. Maybe the problem isn't God. Maybe the problem is ourselves. And we can do this by asking ourselves some soul-searching questions. And so today we're going to cover a few of these questions that we should ask ourselves to see and soul-search whether or not we are the problem. Number one, am I entertaining feelings of anger and wrath? Now, if we go to 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8, it tells us, Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. So by definition, anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism. And then wrath is uh, retributive punishment for sin or crime. So what I want you to note here is that the implication here is that we cannot be holy while we cherish a spirit of anger. Someone once said, some Christians are like balloons, full of wind and ready to blow up. So this is very interesting when I read this quote um, from this person. And that's not a really good conception for people to have of Christians, right? We're like balloons, full of wind and ready to blow up. So I want us to take a look at this. A, anger destroys unity. We cannot pray effectively when we harbor a spirit of contention. And a bad relationship with other believers will always hinder our prayer life. So it's very important that we don't harbor the spirit of anger or wrath as it will destroy unity. And we know that as Christians, we must stand united together. I have to pray for others and others have to pray for me. But if we harbor a spirit of anger and wrath, this will also lead to resentment and resentment leads to bitterness. So how will I effectively pray for others when inside me, all I have is anger, wrath and resentment? Now, I have a quote here that says, if there is the tiniest grudge in your mind against anyone your spiritual penetration into the knowledge of God stops, right? And the way I look at this is that sin deters us from the proper path. Sin deters us from having a connection with God. And so if the tiniest grudge in my mind exists, I have sin in my mind. I have something that is going to hinder that connection between me and God, Second question I want us to ask ourselves today is, do I cherish unforgiveness toward another believer? 
Now, if we go to Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, it tells us, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is very powerful. And this can talk to a lot of people, right? It's so easy for us to be able to hold grudges. It's so easy for us to be able to say, oh yeah, you know what? I forgive, but I won't forget. Or it's so easy for us to be like, I'm never going to let go of what you did to me. But the Bible is telling us that if we don't forgive the sins of others, then the Father won't forgive our sins. And the reason for that is because we should reflect the Spirit of Christ. We should res- uh, reflect a Christian character, which means being loving and being forgiveful of others. Believers should forgive others as God has forgiven them. And the unforgiving spirit is totally inconsistent with our position in Christ. So once again, we cannot be Christ-like if we are not able to forgive other people. The third question I want to reflect on today is, do I need to repair a broken relationship? And this is a good one, I believe, because there are many friendships that throughout life, uh, they start, they end, sometimes on good terms, sometimes on bad terms. And, and so do I need to repair those broken relationships? Matthew 5, verses 23 and 24 tells us, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. So what I understand from this verse is that if I have an issue with somebody or somebody has an issue with me, uh, it doesn't matter whose fault it is, whether it's my fault or their fault. Before I do anything, before I come to God, before I, I do my prayer, before it is that I do what I'm going to do, I should go and try and fix that. I should go and save that friendship and pray with that person and forgive them and take that first step. Unresolved conflicts must be settled. Before God answers our prayers, we must settle our differences with others. Not to do so is to be a hypocrite. I can't ask God to forgive me for my sins when I won't forgive my brother for a wrong they have done unto me. We should attempt to settle conflicts even if we are not responsible. Growing up, I had a lot of arguments. You know, when you're young, you tend to fight a lot with your friends, with your brother, with your family. And I would always hear, you have to be the bigger person. Even if it's not your fault, you have to be the bigger person and go apologize and take the first step. And it's true. As sons and daughters of God and having a Christ-like character, we must be able to be humble. We must be able to put ourselves aside and say, you know what? I value the friendship and I know that I don't want to have resentment in my heart, anger, wrath, or anything. And so I am going to take the first step to fix this. And I read something online that I really liked that says, 
True worship is not enhanced by better music, by better prayers, better architecture, or even better preaching. True worship is enhanced by better relationships between those who come to worship. And I can definitely speak to this a lot. I can definitely say, having gone to different churches, that you can tell the difference of worship when you walk into a church and everyone is loving, everyone is welcoming, everybody is smiling, and everybody's just everyone's just excited to see each other and be able to worship together. And nothing really beats that feeling. Then when you walk into a church and it's a lot more different, you know, it's families here, family there, you know, not really any sense of communion between the families in the church. So just keep that in mind. True worship is enhanced by better relationships between those who come to worship. There's nothing better than going to worship with the people that you love, with the people that you're comfortable with, with the people that make you happy. There's nothing better than being able to worship together. Now, the final question I want to ask today for us to reflect on is, am I indifferent to those in need? And James chapter 2, verse 15 and 16 tells us, If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? And so, I cannot fail to regard the welfare of those in need. We need to be able to help and offer help to those that are in need. Proverbs 21.13 says, Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. So when I first read this, I, it was it was like a big uh, like blow, you know. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. And so if I if I don't give, if I don't look out for my brothers, I will not be looked uh, I will not be looked out for either. You know, no one is going to be there to answer my prayers, to come to my aid. If I don't do that with other people as well, profess compassion without kindness and care is phony, right? We don't want to be phony. We want to be, um, uh, what do you call it? We want to be genuine. We want it to be real. We want it to be from the heart. First John three seventeen says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So how can I be Christ-like? How can I reflect God's character if I don't have pity for those that need? For those that don't have what they need. For those that don't have food. For those that don't have shelters. For those that don't have clothes. For those that don't have somebody to talk to them about God. If I have no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? If you've honestly determined after all this that there is nothing in your life that would hinder you from prayer, then you must look to God in faith. Even though you don't understand, you have to trust Him. You must believe that He is working everything together for good, even though the circumstances may suggest otherwise. I have a final quote that I would like to share 
this is from Gerald Sitzer. And he says, Jesus charges us to view life from a redemptive perspective. There is more to life than meets the eye when God gets involved. He works things out for good. We view unanswered prayer from the perspective of our immediate experience and our limited vision. But God is doing something so great that only faith can grasp it. Wait for it and pray for it. So to all our listeners with us joining us for this episode, I want you to meditate and reflect on what God has spoken to us today. If you believe that truly in your heart there is nothing hindering you between your relationship with God, with your prayer life, then you must seek God in faith. There is a lack of faith sometimes that we might not even know it. We might not be willing to take that step, to take that risk, because really we don't believe that God will be there to help us. But yet we pray. But we lack the faith. Faith is a very important factor. And like Gerald says, God is doing something so great that only faith can grasp it. We believe that we will be resurrected when God comes, that we will go and we will have an amazing place to live with streets of gold. But that's something that we can only grasp with faith because we've never seen that. We've heard of it through the Bible, but we've never seen it. So wait for it and pray for it. And if you realize that after going over these questions today, you have a friendship that you need to go repair, a relationship that you need to go repair. If you need to reach out to those in need, if you maybe need to be more giving and less about receiving, then do it. If you feel that you are somebody that harbors anger, wrath, resentment, read the Bible, talk to God, and mold your character to be more Christ-like. If you are somebody that maybe believes that, you know, God isn't answering me and he's not going to listen to me, God will listen to you if you speak to him with an open heart. Praying is is very necessary. It is the way that God designed that we would communicate to him, right? But prayer has to be from the heart. It's not something that you can just, uh, off the top of your head, just to sound nice, say very nice things. It has to be truthful, and it has to be with an open heart. Try to apply this to your daily life, as I will as well, because I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. But with this podcast, we aim to be able to bring topics like this so that we can learn together and we may be more Christ-like and we may be better brothers and sisters to everyone else in this world. So I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I hope that you were able to learn something from this. I hope that you're able to apply it to your daily life. And again, I want to thank you guys for the support that you have been giving. Thank you guys for being here today. And we will be here once again, ready for another topic next Friday. 
Thanks for listening. Until next time. And don't forget, keep praying. Don't quit. Miracles happen every day. So never stop believing.